0: hi everyone welcome to the understand the bible podcast this sermon is on revelation chapter 6 continuing our series in revelation from a couple of weeks ago and this is the chapter which has given birth to the famous idea of the four horsemen of the apocalypse but what does that really mean we're going to be looking at that today also just to remind you that there is more content available on the understand the bible youtube channel just this week i started a new series on the lord's prayer which is available now on youtube and you can go and have a look at that if you'd like to also i do a weekly live stream bible study online so if that's something that would interest you or someone you know then do have a look as well And if you'd like to support Understand the Bible, you can become a Patreon. You can give a little bit of money each month uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash understand the Bible. And that will be really appreciated. But there are other ways to, uh, to support as well, and especially prayer, which is really, really important. So thanks so much, everyone. I hope that you appreciate and enjoy the sermon, that it is edifying for you. And I'll see you again soon. God bless. The world seems to be a, a chaotic and dangerous place at times, and none more so than at the moment. Um, certainly, we're I think probably more aware of that in these current weeks than we have been for a long time. Really, you think about wars. Um, obviously, it's been a lot in the news about what's happening in uh, Ukraine and, and Russia. Um, famines, of course. Um, you know, the cost of living crisis, the energy crisis, the climate crisis, you know, it just seems like the list goes on and on about all of the things which are um, which are wrong in, in the world. And you might think, well, what's what's the meaning of all of this? And then you might think, well, who can keep me safe in all of these things which are going on? And that's really what revelation the rest of this book of revelation is looking at is thinking about who we put our trust in amidst all of the, the tumult that's going on in the world you know amidst all of the chaos that it seems like amidst all of the danger you know who do we put our trust in and um, that's what we're really going to start thinking about today and we'll come on we'll we'll come back to that theme uh, many times as we go through revelation now this passage I've entitled it The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I couldn't resist. It's just because that's where, that's the origin of that phrase. You know, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It comes from Revelation chapter 6. But really, there are actually um, six seals which are opened in, in this passage. In this well, Although there are only four horsemen. Um, so what happens in the, in the passage? So then you remember, when we looked at this two weeks ago... If you were here two weeks ago, we were thinking about the end of chapter five, how uh, no one was found worthy to open the the scroll, which is, you know, the the scroll of human history, the meaning of life, I suppose you could say. And then one was found worthy. It's the Lamb, Jesus. And he starts now in this this chapter opening up the seals. Um, And uh, the first seal is opened. And then it says, I heard one of the four living creatures saying a voice like thunder, come. Now, just a little word on that. Um, you might think, who speaks in a voice like thunder? And, you know, you think back, yes, it's God, it's Jesus who speaks with that voice. But why is the living creature speaking with that voice here? And I think this says something uh, about the mystery of God's sovereignty, you know, because we know that God is, is sovereign over all of the events that happen. And yet, at the same time, that doesn't mean that God causes evil to happen. And you, you know, perhaps you think, well, how do you square that circle? How do you say, on the one hand, well, God is sovereign over everything, and yet God doesn't do anything evil? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I think there is something of a mystery. We have, to, we have to say both of those two things. You know, God is sovereign over all events of the world, and yet God doesn't do anything evil. And I think that's kind of what we see here. It's a it's you know saying that you know the voice is not commanding things to happen from the throne, but it's the, the four living creatures who are doing it. I think there is something of that that mystery going on. And once the, the living creatures says come. It says, "I looked there before me was a white horse, and its rider held a bow, and he was giving a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest." Now, this is um, I found this one of the more puzzling um, of the seals, which is just because you know, in if you look read on through Revelation, Jesus is the one who rides the right, the white horse rides the white horse, but I'm not sure it's Jesus here because it's the Lamb who opens the seals. And it seems a bit strange, doesn't it, if Jesus the Lamb is opening the seal and then sees himself riding on, on the horse. Mm-hmm. And also, all of the seals here are negative. And what I wonder is actually, this is a counterfeit. You know that there is a, a counterfeit religion. And, um, I th- and that's a topic, another topic which Revelation is quite big on. And I think that's what we're seeing here. This is not Jesus. This is actually the the deception, that which is going to deceive. Uh, and this is we see this all the time, don't we? You know, people believe all sorts of things, they'll believe almost anything apart from in in Jesus. And I think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing this deceptive sort of religion, system, philosophy, whatever you call it, going out into the world. But it's not much is made of it at this stage. So then the second, uh, the second seal is, um, and we're going to look at these a bit more briefly, the, uh, these ones. The um, horse came out, uh, a fiery red one, and its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. is given a large sword. So uh, to take peace away, to give uh, wars on the earth, and we've seen plenty of those lately, haven't we? But, you know, all through human history, there have been wars. And the, uh, the third seal is um, uh, a pair of scales, a rider holds a pair of scales. And the voice says, a kilogram of wheat for a day's wages and three kilograms of barley do not damage the oil of the wine. What does that mean? Well, that was a very high price for wheat and for barley in those days. And actually that wouldn't have bought enough to to feed a, a large family so um, this is what it's saying that it's going to be famine. and um, do not damage the oil and the wine apparently an, an invading army when they were coming into another another country would not damage those things because it could take them a while to regrow they're quite slow growing and it might damage the value of the land so they'll say don't damage those things Um, And it really made me think, actually, you know what we've heard about the war in the Ukraine, how in Ukraine they produce a lot of the world's wheat and Russia produces a lot of the world's fertiliser. And because of the war, those things are going to be scarce. And some countries, I think like the Sudan, rely exclusively on wheat from Ukraine. And you just think this could have been written yesterday, couldn't it? You know, because of the war, there's going to be shortages and, um, and this is exactly what's happening in, in Revelation. We still see this happening today. The fourth seal is, uh, is death, a pale horse. Apparently the, the colour there is that kind of a pale green. Like it, it comes from, um, we get the word chlorine from the word uh, chloros, which this comes from. So that, that kind of a colour. And um, uh, Hades was following close behind they were given power over a quarter of the earth to kill by sword, famine and plague and by the wild beasts of the earth. Sword, famine and plague. Again, we've seen plenty of that lately, haven't we? And um, this is is what it says is is, is going to happen. Now this is, these four horsemen, so-called, I think this is really a picture of the end times now the end times people you say the word the end times and people think oh goodness me you know we're living in the end times according to the Bible is just the time between Jesus's ascension and when he returns we are living in the end times but then the early Christians lived in the end times and they will still be living in the end times when Jesus returns so it's not a kind of special thing which is just for now this is just what's going to happen in human history this will always be happening throughout human history. Um, in fact, this is what, just what Jesus warned us about. Um, for example, in a Mark chapter 13. and I can find it. There we go. Mark chapter 13, verses 5 to 8. And Jesus says, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are, just, uh, are the beginning of birth pains. So Jesus says, don't be alarmed when you hear about that. And I think that's the message of Revelation as well. But we'll we'll come back to that in a moment. So let's just go on looking at the the last two seals in this uh, this chapter. So the uh, the fifth seal is the martyrs. This is verses um, 9 to 11. He says, uh, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. So this world... It says he's hostile to God, is hostile to Jesus, is hostile to the gospel. The world has not wanted to hear the word of God. And it hasn't wanted to hear the testimony about God. So they were martyred. And that's another pattern of this world. That at the end of the day, they don't really want to hear the word of God. And they don't really want to hear the testimony about God. And you can think of the thousands upon thousands of people who have been killed. Even in the past week, you know, many people will have been killed because of their faith in the Lord Jesus. You know, this is a world which persecutes those who follow Jesus. And the uh, the martyrs, they're calling out, "How long, Sovereign Lord, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood?" And they're just told to wait a, a little while longer till the full number of their fellow servants were killed, just as they had been. So they're crying, how long before before justice, before justice is done? And they said, just a while longer, until it's all complete. Justice will be done, and it will be seen to be done, but not till the end. And for that, we have to carry on going through Revelation to see uh, how it it all turns out. But in preparation for that, the sixth deal... Um, it says, uh, verse 12 there, there was a great earthquake, the sun turned black like sackcloth, the moon turned blood red and, and the stars in the sky fell to earth and the heavens received in it and so on. It's a, a shaking of all of creation. And this really, I think, uh, in this year, we're starting to look forward to what's going to happen. This is a forward looking thing and saying that every, you know, the, the, the end will affect everything in the whole universe, in all of creation. It's going to be such a significant event. And then it says, verse 15, Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they called to the mountains, and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. The great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? So it will be a time of judgment upon the world. And it's, you notice it's, it's universal in, in scope. And Revelation goes to, to lengths to say this. It says, um, the, the kings of the earth, so the ones at the top, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty. So it's kind of a descending order, isn't it, of, of people. And everyone else, both slave and free. So you won't escape... However, if you've been a king of many nations, or if you've been a pauper, it will not escape the judgment of God. That's, that's what it's saying here. No one will have a get out, or a get out of jail free card. So to, to look in more into that judgment, we're going to have to go through the book a bit more. Uh, but what, what lessons can we draw just from this passage, just as we're thinking about it? Well, the first thing I want to say is that tumultuous times are a sign of God's sovereignty. And so that we shouldn't be worrying about them and thinking that they are outside of God's control. It's easy, isn't it, to look around, and I have to say this to myself, to look around at all of the things going on in the world and think, well, this is, it's just so awful, all of the things that are happening. You know, how can God possibly allow all of this to happen but, but actually this message here Revelation chapter 6 is that these things will happen up until the end and God is still sovereign um, and so that means that we mustn't be tempted to look elsewhere for our security and I think that's a, a message of Revelation which we'll come on to more as we, as we go through but we need to be trusting in the one who is sovereign over all of these events rather than trusting in earthly things to keep us safe. Now one of the big themes is, that Revelation, do we trust in God or do we trust in, in the Empire, in the authorities, to keep us safe? And we need to look to God. We need to look to Him to keep us safe. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, the final thing, is that we must remember that there is a coming judgment. We mustn't get distracted by all of the events that are happening in the world, looking around at the world and thinking, well, there's not going to be a judgment. Because actually, as Revelation is very, very clear, whatever else is happening in the world, whatever chaos, whatever wars, whatever events are happening in the world, at the end of the day, the, the coming judgment will, put all of those, will make all of those things seem tiny by comparison. And that's what we need to live our lives Thinking about and remembering that whatever else is happening in the world, the one that we need to please, the one who's you know we need to live lives devoted to is God. You mustn't be distracted by all of the uh, the events happening. And let's finish by um, just reading the end of Hebrews chapter twelve, which I think is quite a good summing up of what we've just heard. This is Hebrews chapter twelve verses 25 to 29. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Don't be distracted by all of the things going on in the world. We're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. All of these things that are happening, it's, it's with things which will be shaken. And in the coming judgment, it will, all be, it will all be made new. We need to keep our eyes fixed on our God, who is a consuming fire. We need to look to him and, and worship him and serve him with reverence and awe. And that's our task. And he's the one that we need to look to in these, in these tumultuous times. So let's take a moment now to pray and ask God to help us to do just that. And so Heavenly Father, we, uh, we thank you that you have given us warning in your word that um, these things will happen. The tumult and the chaos and, and the wars and famines and plagues and all of these things, all things which we've experienced recently, which are going on in the world right now. Uh, we know, Lord, that these things will happen. And we pray that you would help us to not to be distracted, uh, but to remember that you are sovereign over all of these things and to trust you. And we pray that you would help us to, to worship you with reverence and awe and to grow in our, our love for you, being devoted to you. And uh, we pray, Lord, that this message of the coming judgment would be a message that we're able to, to take on board ourselves and also that uh, many people in the world and many people just around our church would uh, would hear and would believe so we pray all of these things lord uh, praying for your help in jesus name Amen. amen